welcome back to the DBNN Good Business Podcast. My name is Danny, and I am your podcast host for today. And I am joined here with Ian McPhail from IDM Energy and Safety. So thanks so much for coming on today. Thanks for inviting me, Danny. Really looking forward to it. So I don't know if you want to do a short introduction about who you are and your business, which I think is going to be really exciting for our listeners. No bother. So uh, I'm Ian McPhail. Um, we've got IDM Group Scotland which is a holding company for IDM Safety Solutions, IDM Energy and IDM Hib. So what we do is we we provide health and safety consultancy management services through IDM Safety Solutions and then IDM Energy is our traditional renewable trades business and then IDM Hib is for work that we do in the Hebrides. Oh wow, we were talking about our island connections before we yes. started the podcast, which is very exciting. That's what they say, West is best. Exactly not? so, and I am biased, so I'll say I'm a ski enough, so I do think mine's a little bit better, but there we go. We'll leave it We'll want to scrap yeah. today. So here at DBNN and the Good Business Podcast, we believe that people are at the heart of good business. So that's why we were really, really interested to speak to you today. And you're a young entrepreneur and you have had fairly good success with your business so far and it seems to be going and going and going for you so I I think where to start is we would like to hear like a little bit more about you so you know what's influenced you the most in your career so I was born and brought up in Lewis which I think is a better of of the islands Um, (laughs) uh, family have had you know we had my grandfather started Long Island um, back in 1972 so I was doing kind of construction work, okay. insulation and things like that. Um, my dad then took that over and my grandfather then opened a factory making polysiding boxes for fish. Um, so from a very, very young age, I've been around business, I've been around the construction industry. The main driving factors for my grandfather and my father was to create opportunities for people. It was creating opportunities so people could then work and provide for their families to to better their lives, better the lives of their loved ones. And that's been kind of instilled in me from, well, since I was wee. Um, and that's part of what my whole kind of idea for IDM is to create kind of real meaningful opportunities within the region to give people opportunities to have career choices. You know, we've got the ties to the islands. It's about a lot of young people want to move away from home. Yeah. And then they move away and then they go, huh, was that the right thing to do? For a lot of people it is. Other people, hearts very much at home. So with IDM, we're going to achieve is to give people the opportunity to come away to work without that kind of massive upheaval and then people can get a flavour to see if they actually like it and if they want to do it and vice versa people that want to live in the islands they can come and work and you know it just gives these kind of um, choices gives people choice yeah so back in August 2020 I decided to take the step and start up my own Um, I had I'd been working as a kind of project manager through Aberdeen for for years, um, big team of kind of uh, trades folk, and I thought, well, stuff is. I'm going to. I'm not going. To, yeah, I'm not going to employ anyone. You know, I'm going to work myself. We'll do the safety consultancy stuff and a bit of the, the, the kind of sparky work, some sparky to trade. Um, and then it was that December. It was I need help. 
So we take on our first first employee, an apprentice. Um, then we kind of grew, took on a second Sparky to help, and then went from there. And we're now coming up for three years. We're up to fourteen employees. Wow. Um, across various different kind of industry sectors. Um, so kind of I suppose back to your original question who you know who influenced me it's, it's a, my grand my grandpa my dad really mm-hmm. and they are you know their view their views their focus on on creating these opportunities for people mm-hmm. and that's kind of what we're wanting to do so you've kind of had business in around you all your life and that's and you know what I really loved about what you said there was around creating the opportunities and there's such a problem around young people going to the central belt and not coming back to the highlands and we are seeing depopulation so it's really nice to hear that you're wanting to create opportunities for people here in the highlands i think that's a really cool aspect to your story actually no thank you it's like we want to plug the brain drain you know i think i said that before um but like you're saying it's choices more limited in rural areas mm-hmm. um therefore people think I need to go to the central belt or further afield to to kind of get these opportunities um but that's not not the case and not going to be the case um we do work for national companies that used to bring a lot of the the trade resource from the central belt up to the highlands to carry out kind of maintenance repairs um pre-planned visits or kind of project work even um, so what, what we've been able to do is retain a lot of these services locally. Mm-hmm. One of the kind of, if we look at trades in rural areas in the Highlands and Islands, let's be totally biased because this is where we are. As a, as a tradesperson, you, in the Highlands and Islands, you don't really have that, I wouldn't, personally I don't think it's a luxury, but you don't have that luxury of calling an expert yeah. to overcome. Yeah. As a tradesperson, you have to be able to adapt and overcome. And provide all the services the client needs to get the job over the line done to high standard, done safely. And I don't think that businesses shout enough about that in the area because we have access to some of the most talented tradespeople in the country, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Um, so we're we're able to showcase that to to our clients, which then brings repeat business and that. Good. Yeah. I mean, what would really, so where did you go from the jump? You said you were a project manager before, yeah. so you've made the jump into, I think it was first of all, safety consultation, yeah. is that right? So where, where did that jump come from? Like where was the motivation behind your business? What kind of really like motivated you to go for this? So COVID was a thing mm-hmm. then. Um, and I think what happened during COVID, a lot of people had time to think and there was time for a lot of reflection and I thought you know what I like a bit of a challenge I quite I'm not risk adverse I would say so I thought well if I can make it work in the middle of a pandemic then you can make it work anytime pretty much you you can give it you know you, you you stand a decent chance of kind of making making it work through through most things so speaking to to my mum and my dad, um, trying to, is it the right thing to do, taking advice from kind of friends and other family members and it, it was a hard decision to make. So 
Ian, tell us a bit about your own personal journey from where you were to where you are now. So you're obviously now the founder of this business that has expanded into a few different areas. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that journey and how, and more about where you've come from and, and the kind of milestones along the way? Yeah, so born and brought up in Stornoy. Um, family had Long Island, which is a, a construction business. So obviously around that a lot, used to get taken out on the jobs when I was small because you were wee and back then you could go and do things, you know, yeah. it wasn't frowned upon. Um, it was encouraged. Yes. <laughs> Especially yeah. on the islands. Exactly. Because it gives you, it starts embedding that kind of work ethic in you mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, it helps you, I think it helps your mind kind of grow and appreciate yeah. what goes into things. And I quite often remember going out with my dad, he was a bricklayer and, you know, taking little blocks and running about with them. So it was work ethic. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so did that, and then kind of would work for dad through summer holidays, and then as I was as I got older, wanted to get an apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. Now we didn't have any any Sparkies working for us, and I didn't think it was, you know, if a really push came to shove, I could probably have got an apprenticeship with my dad. But I, I wanted to go make my own way. Yeah. So I started um, started my electrical apprenticeship, um, then kind of. 2000, what, 2008, 2009, the kind of downturn then mm-hmm. affected the company I was working for. Um, I was paid off, so in my fourth year, I went back to working for my dad and kind of picking up some bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. And then one of my uncle's pals took me on to get me through my FICA. So passed the FICA, so I was qualified Sparky then, and then I went into events, mm-hmm. um, been involved in Hebkelt back up in Sornoway, um, since I was 14. Oh, wow. So I've been doing that for 21 years now. Yeah. And that's my kind of, that's my summer passion. I, lo- I love it. I love yeah. the kind of, you know, what it does for the island, for yeah. what it does for the local um, economy. Well, what attracted you to that? I know you're saying you like what it does for the, is it being engaged in the community or is it the music or what What do you love about it's that? The buzz, the thrill. You, you've kind of, it's, it is a high pressure situation. You've got a week to go into a greenfield site with nothing there build a small kind of village, have the event, and then take it all down again yeah. and pack out ways. But it's that kind of, when the gates open on the first night, you can kind of take a moment, look back, and, and watch everybody come in and the smiles on their faces. and yeah. Everybody just really loves it and enjoys it. Yeah. Um, and do you get time to go and enjoy it, or are you, no. are you on work duty? <laughs> not, not really. Um, but you do. You take you take moments out to, to actually go and enjoy it and appreciate the the work that the team have put in. Yeah. Um, but it is. It, it's kind of. It's that working with people to kind of to get something over the line to pull it together and yeah. kind of. You know, we've got with at Hebkel and IDM the the people that we work with are. They're really good people, really, really good people. And everybody's working for this to the same aim, which yeah. is improving their lives and improving their kind of family's yeah. lives. Um, so that kind of got dragged in by my cousin's mum mm-hmm. to help pick up rubbish and stuff when I was 14. Oh, um, great. So you, you worked through it, went into stewarding security, and then created the site manager's role, and then I was invited on the board of directors, and it's kind of gone from there. Yeah. Um, but that that kind of 
these, you know, maybe the last 10 years, the role that I've played at Hebkirk, you have to make decisions. You need to kind of weigh things up and everything that's going on, you need to weigh it up very, very quickly. Yeah. Because you don't have time to ponder a decision. No. So you need to weigh it up. You need to be, have an awareness of the impact that your decision will have mm -hmm. before you make it and then you have yeah. to make it there and then. So do you feel like you're quite? Do you feel like you're quite astute in these kind of environments where high pressure situations? Because I know that what's really interesting about your story is just how many different kind of branches of your business that you have. So yeah. I suppose you've had to kind of adapt and and kind of go with the flow with a lot of things. Do you feel like you thrive in these kind of environments? And yeah, I'd yeah, say so. Right. Yeah, I, I like it. I like the kind of the buzz, the thrill of the chase. You know. Um, but no, it's, it engages your mind and yeah. for your mind to be busy and kind of actually working and, and using it is, is really, really good. Yeah. So do you want to tell us a bit more about the different branches of your business and how that's kind of transpired over the years? Because, you know, we're talking about Hebkel, it's like, seems to be completely different to some of the other things that you're doing. It's really interesting to see the different branches. Do you want to yeah. talk a bit more about that and how that kind of transpired the different branches of the business? Yeah, so... Started with safety solutions, so multidisciplined health and safety consultancy services that you know provides management and safety solutions for clients. Mm -hmm. And part of that is the kind of the main reason behind that the safety kind of element. I put myself through my my safety qualifications, mm -hmm. um, again to to help educate people because you can go in and you can pick people apart and. You know, put, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's not right, that's not right, you need to do this, you need to do that. And I put you back up. In my opinion, it defeats the purpose of what health and safety advisors and consultants are there to do. Yeah. You're there to help educate people, to empower them, to inspire them, to kind of own what they do. Not so, be nagging. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like... <laughs> You go to a site and you see you see something. You go, oh for goodness sake, what's going on here? So you go up to the people that are doing it. How are you getting on? What what's what are you up to today? Are you engaging conversation? What what is it you're doing? Oh, we're doing this. Ah, right, okay. And you have that conversation and you you kind of you ask questions about the tasks they're doing. So then it helps people kind of engage and go. Actually, hang on a minute here. Do you think that's do you, what? Do you think there's another way we could do it? I think. Well, what about this or that? you think that would work mm -hmm. and then well actually if I did this and did that then that would it's like there you go try that so you get on with it mm -hmm. so you're actually you're actively educating folk mm -hmm. and, and engaging with them to yeah. empower them to kind of make the decisions and mm -hmm. kind of make it happen you know yeah. so the other part of that was the, the full trade support yeah so again not going in and saying right that's wrong that's wrong it allowed us to say right these are the things that we've picked up on in the audit um, to help get up to a standard. Then here's the costs for it and here's options. So it's, again, giving the clients options so they can go, right, okay, I understand that, I understand that. Well, we can do this just now and then maybe go do that one in a few months' time. And then the kind of the reactive stuff. So if something happened or, you know, something broke down or a service went down, then we could go and we could fix it for them and sort it. Mm -hmm. um, so the trade element of safety really started picking up and getting really busy. And that's when kind of humming and hawing, I thought, you know what, let's kind of mix it up a wee bit. And okay. we created IDM Group and then we created IDM Energy as well, which is, and we moved, so we've moved all the kind of the trade stuff to energy. 
and that's now does the traditional trade services, so sparking, joinery, plumbing. We've got an MCS accreditation for solar PV and air source heat pumps. Okay. Um, we're working with providers for kind of small-scale micro-wind as well. Yeah. Um, so it, it's kind of, we need to all be aware of our impact on the environment mm -hmm. and how what we do, every action has a reaction. Yeah. And what we do has an impact on on everything around us, really. So that impact should be a positive impact. So whether that's you know putting in renewable technologies, um, planning your routes better, so you know there's there's less travel, less emissions, and and all that as well. And then you know what one of the, there's obviously various common threads that run through all aspects of it, but it's about that education, that conversation with the clients yeah. to see right what as a client what. What is it you want to achieve? What What's your ultimate end goal? Right, you learn that and then you say, well, these are the things we can do to help you achieve that. And that's that's our approach with everything. It's it's not this kind of, I'm a tradesman, I know exactly what I'm talking about. You're the client, you're being stupid, you don't have a yeah. clue what, what, what it means. So yes, you know, people like, you're, you're an expert in your job. Yeah. I don't know, kind of, I wouldn't be able to go and do your job, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So if you're t if you're telling me something, I, I kind of respect what you're saying about yeah. what you do because you know it. Yeah. And in talking to you about what you do, I learn that from you. So I have an understanding of, of it, you know. Um, and so it was, it, it's that engaging with the client to learn about what they want. And then kind of explaining what the options are mm -hmm. and how they're carried out so they have an understanding of what's getting done. So you recently won three awards. I think we've we've displayed them on the table. That's different ones. <laughs> oh, is it different ones? Oh. Yeah. Well, do you, do you want to talk about some of the awards? Because your, yeah. your businesses have gone through quite quite a few of them. It's uh, Congratulations, because it, it, it sounds like there's quite a lot of them. Do you want to talk a bit more about the, some of the awards that you've got recently in... How you how you went about getting them? Yeah, yeah. So, so the the first one was the we got an email through saying you've been nominated for the Star Awards. Tell us about you and about the business and that. So so oh, we'll go for it. Fire something together. Um, so we put that in, and that was that was held down in Glasgow last year. Um, went down to the dinner, and yeah, we, we won. Um, it was the national. It was the national startup awards when we won business to business services provider of the year, wow. um, which is mental. Yeah. Um, Congratulations. Cheers for that. <laughs> um, then, off the back of that, we had received an email from the Great British Entrepreneur Awards, mm -hmm. um, asking us to if we would be interested in applying for that. So I guess, yeah, let's go for it. Well, why not? You know. Yeah, exactly. So we went down to, we got into the, the, the top six for Scotland Northern Ireland uh, wow. for Startup Entrepreneur of the Year. Um, went down to London and we're meeting a lot of the other founders and stuff and you're kind of there and you think, flipping heck, the, the work, the calibre of people in the room was yeah. phenomenal and yeah. their businesses and what they do, it was just like. So how did it feel getting that recognition, being in the room with these people that you're like, wow, like did you feel like, 
I'm in that room as well. Did it give you a bit of a confidence boost? Uh, or were you, gosh, I can't believe I'm here still. <laughs> I'm just like, what the heck am I doing here? Yeah, you kind of like... It was myself, Kyle, um, Paul Duncan were doing the thing and we were kind of, the three of us are standing there going, what are we doing here? This is just, <laughs> this is just mental, you know? Yeah. Um, so we went to the to the awards dinner um, that evening and uh, I was like, well, we don't stand a chance. Mm. We just do not stand a chance. Um, and we got called out. I was wow. just like, what? Did you have what? your thank you speech ready? Thankfully, we didn't have to do speeches. <laughs> I have my granny, so I took my granny up with me to get to collect the award. Um, but that was, uh, yeah, that was a, a great night. Yeah, it was. It's totally surreal. It's like here we are sitting in Inverness, yeah. kind of working away and kind of, you know, yeah. coming home with that. You've also had the Health and Safety Consultancy of the Year Award, the Health and Safety Consultancy. I think over the past couple of years, is it? There was in twenty twenty three Northern Ireland and Scotland, or Northern Scotland. I mean, yeah. there's quite a few achievements here that you've you've managed to get. So it's incredible. Um, how how does the staff feel about it as well? Because I know you've got a team that obviously work with you on this. It's down to them. Yeah. You know, it 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 is. It's totally down to them. It's they're they're the guys and girls that are out there putting on the graft. You know, and we're very very fortunate with the people that we've got working with us. Yeah. It's you know they do an incredible job. Mm-hmm. You know, customer satisfaction that's coming back is through the roof, and mm-hmm. we. We actively we actively encourage the guys to you know engage with the clients, yeah. talk to them, yeah. just be be yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and it's having that trust in your people to to be authentic, to be themselves, to go and do and and represent us because what you see is what you get, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, Ian, what else can we expect to see from you and your team in the next few years? Because you've obviously done such a fantastic job over the last few years and achieved so many awards. What can we expect from you in the future? Yeah, we've got we've got growth plans to grow the business, um, to create more more opportunities within the region, and you know, we're exploring different things, um, exploring different ideas mm-hmm. to bring our kind of our service offering to different areas as well. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, hopefully, well, if not hopefully, we'll, we'll go abroad with our services as well, kind of go oh, global wow. with them. Yeah. So that's kind of one of the things we're looking to do. And it's to give, again, you know, to give people the opportunity to go experience working abroad and kind of mm-hmm. come back. And so we're very, very early stages kind of send out the, the accountants probably have mild heart attacks every time I... So it won't just be trips away to Stornoway, hopefully, no, in the future? Hopefully, kind of further <laughs> afield. Uh, that's, uh, that's the plan. I'm, you know, I'm slowly, very slowly, going through my private pilot's licence as well. Oh, wow. Um, so we'll look to, you know, see what the future holds is have our own way to get to, get to areas, yeah. um, to get to places. That's amazing. Yeah, so it stops that kind of reliance on timetables and what can fit in. It's like, well, why don't we just do it ourselves? Mm-hmm. So the customers, again, it's about enhancing and improving the customer experience and what yeah. they can get when they can get it. Yeah. 
regardless of where they live. So is there an overall kind of vision that drives the business? And if so, I know you've got a few employees and you've talked a bit about like how you want to give them opportunities and things, which I think is really great. How do you get your employees to buy into the vision? They designed it. Mm-hmm. You know, we involved uh, we involved the whole team in setting our vision, a mission statement, and setting our, our core our core values. Um, so it's not something that's being imposed on people mm-hmm. directly or indirectly. It's actually something that, as a team, we've come together and we've formulated ourselves and mm-hmm. gone. This is actually who we are. This is what I. This is what it means to me as an individual to work at IDM. Um, so they got a real input into yeah. designing this. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of for me. That's you know you can use the term employees or your staff or whatever, but for me it's the people I work with. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's not. They're not there to benefit me. I'm here to try and help benefit them so they get better lives, they get better opportunities. Mm-hmm. It improves their quality of life and their family's quality of life. And th- that approach, it, it brings, I think it just brings the team together because we're all working and pulling in the same direction instead of kind of not. Yeah, I think that language is really important because it's like, it's different to say you work for somebody than I work with yeah. somebody. And if you get, you know, your staff kind of with the vision of growing with the company, they know that the opportunities for them grow with that as well. So Exactly. Yeah. You share that with them. So they see, right, okay, you know, we're we're young, we're growing, we've got ideas, we've got ambitions, we've got our kind of I've got a, a kind of a, a ten year plan with a org chart and how big I anticipate it to be. Um with with all the career paths in it. Mm-hmm. So people, you know, the team, when we sit down, we go through it, it's like, right guys, this is kind of where we're hoping to go. Mm-hmm. Where do you see yourself in that in two, three years time? Mm-hmm. As, as an individual, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Mm-hmm. Well, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to go. This is what, you know, this is my aim, my goals. So you're right, okay, well, here's, here's a business plan where we're hoping to go over the next 10 years. Where does that fit in there? Well, actually, I wouldn't mind doing that role or that role. So we then put the training plan in place and we work with people to kind of, to get these achievements, to get the qualifications. Yeah. And, you know, it's important as an employer that you you engage with people and, yeah. you, you know, you, you help them to, to, be, to be the best version of themselves. Right. As yeah. cliche as that sounds, but that is, that's really, really important. It sounds like personal development's like a really important and integral part of like you managing your team, I suppose. Yeah. Would you agree with that? It seems Absolutely. to be the kind Absolutely. of way. I think it's I think it's one of the most important things that we can do as employers going yeah. forward is really like putting priority on personal development. It yeah. sounds like you're doing that with your team. Yeah, and giving them the space to learn and thrive and yeah. and do. So how important is it to you that your team is invested in this vision, this mission, this goal, this going abroad and possibly flying your own plane? <laughs> Without your team, it doesn't work. Yeah. You know, and if the, your team aren't invested in, you know, in where the business is going, the business's vision, what, what, we're, what we're going to achieve together, then it's like I have a flipping car with no wheels it'll make a noise and puff out smoke and just go nowhere yeah um 
you know, with everyone pulling together for the same goals or working towards the same goals, it kind of, that's what makes it happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So tell us something interesting that people wouldn't necessarily know about your business. I mean, I feel like we've uncovered a lot about it already, but <laughs> tell, tell us an inside secret. What, what's something that people might not know about IDM? We helped install the power at the wildlife park for when Brody was born. So we were one of the first outsiders to actually see the polar bear cub. Oh, no, that's that's, that's a real, that's cool. an honour. Yeah. As a Highlander, that's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty cool. I yeah. Mean, some of the places we work are, yeah, amazing experiences. Um, when there was a strong winds last year, there was, I mean, there was destruction kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um, we, were, we were down carrying out work there and you could see the devastation with the trees and the you know the habitats and that so we said we'll, we'll come down on saturday free of charge to, to kind of we'll send a team of boys down we'll all come down and we'll help tidy up and that's what we did ah, yeah. you know it's uh sometimes you need to you do what you, you do to you look do, after your yeah, community you look after the community you, you kind of you, you help you know the client and the customer's not just there to to pay the invoices yeah. you know you're there to to enhance their experience and make sure that they're all right and do what you can to work with them. Yeah, and I know? think you you work with your community and it, it'll work for you as yeah. well. It's really important. So, but I mean, seeing the seeing the polar bear would have been pretty cool. cool. But <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> How are you looking to reach more people or potential clients in the future? So I'm actually working with my business coach to develop my marketing plan. Mm -hmm. um, He's doing a lot of the kind of the marketing for, well, the marketing plan, pulling that together for us. Um, there's no point in just doing doing marketing. You need to be able to, to monitor it. You have to be able to review it and see, right, what works, what's not working, mm -hmm. and then try it. Yeah. You know, so then you can, you get more value for your, for your investment and you're yeah. more return on your investment then. Um, so we're looking at different avenues. Um, LinkedIn for me a lot as well. Mm -hmm. I find that very, very helpful. Yeah. Um, and then just just networking, talking to people. It's You can't be having a conversation. Just, yeah, face-to-face -face conversation. Yeah, and it's like, well, that actually, we could help that, or you could actually help us with this. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, and, or actually I know somebody that could use your services, and it's making these connections mm -hmm. and you know, pulling people together and kind of, mm -hmm. again, it's creating, just seeing what opportunities are out there and who you can help with yeah. with, with the next thing. I heard a really good quote the other day and it was about business and it said about being a collaborator rather than viewing it as competition. So always yes. collaboration over competition. I think that sounds kind of where your mindset is on things. That's where, that I think that's where it's going. In order to survive, you need to collaborate these days. Yeah. The, the days of that's mine and that kind of close guarded yeah you look after your clients and that but you shouldn't be worried that your clients are going to clear off because you should be providing them with the best service you can mm -hmm. so that they, they're not they don't need to look anywhere else mm -hmm. to get the value from you yes yeah. it, do you know the thing that comes across the most strong for me during this interview has been your team and how 
I think just how taken you are by all of them and how involved they are in the business. And I know that recently you got recognition from, was it from the Scottish government around um, the opportunities that you were giving to people in the Highlands. Do you want to talk a bit more about that? Yeah, that came as a total fucking shock. Um, like all of them. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know. I suppose you just you just do what you do, you know. Um, and yeah, that was quite. That was really surreal. I remember, I was coming up the nine when I got an email from uh, from Andreen saying, "Here, check this out." And it was the dimensions of dispatches. It's like, what the f- what on earth? Yeah. This is mental. Yeah. You know, and it's like sharing it with the guys and it's like, flipping it, guys, look at this. <laughs> what you know, this is all down to you guys and the work you guys are putting in. Yeah. Thank you, you yeah. know, this is they should be and they are, they're 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 fiercely proud of what, yeah. of the achievements, you know. Yeah. And is, is giving opportunities back to the Highlands quite an important thing for you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, the Highlands Islands are where, where we all grew up. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what's... It's home. It's home. And, it, it, you know, the community is reinvesting in the community and creating opportunities for people within yeah. the community. And kind of just that, it needs to, it needs to happen because it's not coming from anywhere else. Yeah. So you talk a lot about like developing your team and working with them. How much do you think developing your team helps your business bring greater value to your customers and your service users? I mean, it goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. If the if your skill set's improving and increasing, then the value of service to the customer is improving and increasing because you can offer them more. Yeah without them having to go and kind of source from elsewhere. Mm-hmm. They can just go, right, here, can you guys do this? Yeah, no well. There's a wealth of knowledge. So yeah. It's all covered. We yeah. can tap, you know, you can tap into people and you can talk to people. And again, that collaborative working, it's collaborating with others that might not work with us, but mm-hmm. that we know. So you're a fairly young entrepreneur as well. So let's say we've got somebody who is a young person and just started their own business. Okay, let's let's use me as an example then. Yeah. Uh, what would you say for young people who are wanting to start a business or in this particular area, what would you encourage them to do? What would your advice be for them? Ask for forgiveness. Don't wait for permission. <laughs> but... That yeah, that I, I do mean that. Um, but the caveat is, be wise with your decision making okay. when it comes to weigh things up, and be considerate. Yeah. If what you're doing isn't going to hurt anybody, it's not going to detract from anyone or put anyone down or put anybody in a worse position than they are, and it's going to make an improvement, it can't be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So go for it. Don't limit yourself, and don't you know. If you, it sounds so cliche, but if you believe you can do it, you, you'll do it. You'll smash it out. Yeah. Just go for it. Don't don't hold back. And if you think, oh, it shouldn't be done this way, it shouldn't be done that way, then mm-hmm. who says it shouldn't? Yeah. Do you know? Just go yeah, for it. Yeah, I can see that. You know, how has the drive to be more climate conscious impacted your business model? It's created opportunities. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't, it's stupid to deny that. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's added a lot of expense. 
in getting the accreditations and all the different um, compliance stuff in place. But for us, it's again, it's that consumer confidence and having the right accreditations in place to show that we have a high minimum standard. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's created more work. It's created more opportunities for people and actually allowed us to, to employ more people. Yeah. Um, which which is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I think from the people that I've spoken to, you know, throughout the the podcast series so far, like mentorship's been a, a huge thing. Do you think that you had like a mentor, or or have you had mentors throughout your career that you've taken things off? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You don't you don't know it all. No. You know, some people, you might think you do sometimes with certain things and some people think they know it all, all the time. But the thing is, you don't know it all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the lessons are there to be learned. Not not in the kind of way, a bad way, but, you know, the, the, in a pertinent way whereby they help you grow and develop. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, okay. I remember I spoke to a guy about 10 years ago and he was talking about this and he had this situation and he applied that and... I'll try doing that, and then boom, mm-hmm. next thing you know, it's there. It's, mm-hmm. But also, don't limit your belief in yourself. Yeah. And don't let anybody tell you you can't do something. Yeah. Just because they can't, and their mind's not open to it. Mm-hmm. You flipping well can't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Here's kind of, you know, without trying to sound like a total knob, here's kind of proof, you know, coming from an island that people say is very close-minded when it's not actually but you know apply yourself use your mind think just go for it well ian it's been it's really really funny and inspiring to speak and talk to you today and i think i need to make a trip to stornoway at some point as well um do you have anything this is your time to plug the business how can our listeners connect with idm are you on social media or how can they get in touch with you yeah so we're we're on Facebook, mm-hmm. um, LinkedIn, mm-hmm. Instagram maybe, I don't know, I'll need to check with the guys through the house. Um, but pick up the phone. Yeah. Call us 01463 mm-hmm. You know, email in, check out the website, mm-hmm. or we're on Seafield Road, just pop in. Pop in, yeah. yeah. don't be, don't be, don't be shy, you know. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll maybe see you flying with your licence soon enough as well. See you <laughs> No, it really has been. It's been good. Well, thanks so much for joining us for another episode, and we'll be back with you again soon. So, this is the DBNN Good Business Podcast. My name is Danny. I've been your host. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you on the next podcast.